Welcome to episode 200 of Stuttering is Cool. My name is. What? Stuttering is cool? Stuttering is like to me. How dare you? And there goes the clean tag on my podcast episode. <laughs> Coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, at the uh, what is it? The it's the eleventh International Stuttering Congress, World Congress, and the thirty second, thirty third National Stuttering Association Conference, Joint Conference. And I'm joined with a bunch of my friends and the woman that you just heard. Her name is Jia, who uh, is originally from China, now lives in the states. And she blew my mind with something she said in a job interview, and that was. Ah, <laughs> uh, so that is I. I told my job interviewer because I stutter, I could do a better job. And did you get the job? I did. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And what is and what is your job? Uh, so my job is a teaching position. Uh, so I, I will be a Chinese language teacher. Ah, nice. So what makes stuttering an advantage for you in this job? To say that you're going to do a better job. Um, because I told my interviewer that because I stutter and because.、Um, I know uh, how communication is important, and because I struggled a lot, and I know my students better because I know their struggle and their challenge. Do you have any students that's better, uh, or or、um, have other?、Um, Communication disorders.、Uh, back in China, I don't have any student who stutter. But just since I came here, I met one student who stutters.、Ah, nice. So I guess you formed a nice bond <laughs> with them. Yes, I yeah yes yes. So, but I sometimes think that like God is playing a game on me because、uh, like while I was in China, I teach English. So while I am here in the U.S., I I teach Chinese. So I stutter, but I teach people how to talk. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. And then sitting in front of me is someone who probably doesn't need any introduction. Although I、um, <clears throat> egg on my face. Can you please、um, introduce yourself? Because I forgot her name. <laughs> My name is Kyla Simmons,、um, and、um, you all may know me as、um, the person who stutters, who was detained in Atlanta、um, when I was coming back from my study abroad program in Costa Rica. Ah, and that must have been scary. Yes. So they so tell us the story if it's not too <laughs> if it's not too、uh, horrible to remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I was、um, coming back from my study abroad program in Costa Rica. I was just coming back、um, to visit my family, and、um, I was going through customs in the Atlanta、um, Hartfield、um, International Air Airport.、Um, and so when I arrived in customs,、um, they、um, asked what country I 
I was coming from, um, and I always stutter on Costa Rica. Um, it's always been a hard um, country for m me to say. Um, and so when they asked what country I was coming from, um, I had a huge block on Costa Rica. Um, and the first officer um, looked at me for a minute, um, and he paused. Um, and then he asked me to um, go into another section of customs. Um, and so I was taken to another officer. Um, and he asked me um, what country I was coming from. I stuttered on Costa Rica again, um, and he asked if there was something wrong with me. Um, and so I explained to him that I stuttered um, and that I have a speech impediment. Um, and then he continued to ask questions about why I was in Costa Rica, um, and I stuttered more. Um, and um, I was nervous, um, but. Um, I was there um, up until the point um, to where I missed my connecting flight to Washington, D.C. Um, yeah, and so I was finally released, um, and I headed down to, to the main office for customs, um, and I spoke to the supervisor about what had happened, um, and she apologized, and she took a few notes. Um, I spoke to my mom. And then when I finally got back to D.C., um, I contacted Homeland Security, um, Customs and Border Patrol, um, a lot of stuttering organizations. Yeah. And that's how my stutter, my story got out there. Yeah. So yeah. now that's been uh, quite a few months, so mm -hmm. the aftermath. So, so what's it like for you to travel through the airport or speak with people with authority or... Like, are you much stronger now, or...? Um, yeah, when, um, because I had to go back to complete my study abroad program, I had to come you back. You had no choice. Again, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't have a choice but to come back through customs for the second time. Yeah. So that, I was really n nervous, but after I, I went through, I felt more confident. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, I, I felt more confident, and I was glad that I had spoke up because the officers actually actually knew who I was and they gave me more respect or they yeah. um yeah they were more um understanding I guess yeah. when I was coming through yeah yeah uh, to be honest I was a little nervous about coming through the Atlanta airport now I know that the NSA had spoken with them the National Starting Association not the other NSA um so I knew that things would be okay, but I always thought, what if that one person, I get that one yes. person, you know. But luckily, nobody spoke to me at all. Like, it was so easy to get out of the airport. I guess because back home, to Toronto, there was a pre-customs uh, check-in thing with the computer or something. And then I heard the TSA was on strike or something. And I thought, oh, okay, we'll travel at the right time. <laughs> so, yeah. Anybody else want to have a few words to say? Whether they believe stuttering is cool or not, or they think it's like excrement, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think what we talked about before is, is I can't really see any part of the physical act of stuttering that's enjoyable, or that's fun, or that's cool. But it's, it's the world that stuttering opens up to you. Yeah. And it's all the opportunities, and all the, all the friendships, and... and the network that you're exposed to that would not be in your life if you didn't stutter. Yeah. So I think from that aspect, 
I would have to agree wholeheartedly that yes, stuttering is cool. Just a poor choice for a podcast. <laughs> I think it's a great choice. I'm all for it. Your name? You Tom Shurstein. And this is coming from a guy with a porky pig tattoo on his back, and he's carrying a Japanese sword? A katana, yes. A katana? Yes. And what was the writing? I didn't recognize the writing. Samurai and tiger. Tiger? T-I-G-E-R? Really? Tiger. My tiger? The tiger that I made? I drew? The tiger analogy of stuttering? See? It works now. It works now. (laughs) Hey, hello. Morning. More stutterers. More stutterers. (laughs) Would you be... Oh, sure. Apologize for for the swearing words oh. at the beginning. Yeah, so so I I think like be, before I I, I I I think like my life was trapped because I stutter, you know. So stuttering is like that to me, you know, so because I had a lot of pain and I had a lot of suffering because I stutter, but I have to say, so Jia, a Chinese girl who can talk here in Atlanta with the international stutterers, is because I stutter. If I do not stutter, I now might still be in China, live a very limited life, but because I stutter, I, I felt I was trapped. In my body, I I felt I was trapped by the Chinese culture. I want a way out. I felt I was desperate. So I think my stutter it motivates me to find a way out. Yeah. And now today, I think because I stutter, I connect to people from different backgrounds. We do not even share the same culture, same language, but because we stutter. I connect to people from all around the world and we connect to each other in a deeper way because we have been through the same uh, suffer, we have uh, shared the same e- experiences. Yeah. So I, I now do think because I stutter and I met these cool people and now gradually I think stutter is not that bad. Maybe one day I could say stutter is cool and stutter made me a cool person. But I'm not there yet. So, yes, but I do think I will be there one day. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to share your story about um, what happened at work? Um, and there's no obligation. Or if there's something else you want to talk about. <laughs> Well, um, the most recent thing as to which had happened um, work-wise, the job which I had previous to the one I have right now, I had been promoted um, from creative director to marketing manager. Six weeks later, they had come back to me and they said there is going to be a restructuring. And... As a part of that restructuring, we want you to go back to just being creative director and part of what figures into this decision is that we feel you don't have the voice 
to be marketing manager. So I had thought to myself, um, okay, um, if I was to bring legal action for this as to which I had been told by several people, um, yes, I could have. I thought, well, all that creates is a hostile work environment, which isn't good for me. It's um, not good for them. So I had set out on a quest um, to prove to them that I could do um, what they had said I couldn't do. It had taken four years, um, but I had finally landed a job at uh, as a marketing manager for a home warranty company in Jackson, Michigan. And um, just to add to the um, story, during the interview for that position, I was the first one they had interviewed. Halfway through the interview, the president of the um, company had, had stopped it, and he had said, you are my person. We aren't going to interview a second or third wow. candidate. Holy the, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I was promised um, that stuttering wouldn't be an issue. I have been with them for three years now, and it has never been an issue. Wow. Wow, good for you. I am Dr. Frederick Murray, retired from the University of New Hampshire, and having been associated with the field of speech pathology since about 1947. Holy I went to Iowa for the therapy with Wendell Johnson in 1947, and the assistant there was Joseph Sheehan. He himself had improved a lot. He had uh, speech that stuttered slightly, but he was in very good shape. And then I went to sort of catapult through this. I was invited to go on a panel at ASHA in 1956, and I was not up to it. And I knew it ahead of time. I didn't have uh, the necessary recovery to be able to perform adequately, and I crumpled, went to pieces, exploded like an A-bomb. And went in because stuttering works that way. It's an organically determined... Oh, yes, I've stuttered all my life. I have learned how to do it in a much less abnormal way, thanks mainly to the system of Dr. Charles Van Riper. I, I owe much of what has happened to me to Van Riper. And uh, he had said in, in the essential message was that you're going to stutter somewhat the rest of your days. You better learn how to do it efficiently. And he was a marvelous example of it. And uh, essentially what it was, I'd had the therapy that preceded that was one that would aim at trying to prevent it from happening. This is like hoping to sweep back the sea with a broom at the beach. And I felt that in my lower level, in my guts, but it took me years to really digest that idea and to realize it. And the moment that I was able to see that I would continue to have this to deal with all my life, and I'm 90 and still am working at it, but 
I do look upon the thing like Michelangelo. You will know that he had a big hunk of marble, and he, he learned to begin to carve the marble, and he got it approximately and then worked at it, and it became more and more refined. I think that's exactly what happens, and I think that we have to, quote, recover, unquote, in stages, and that you cannot proceed to the third one unless you've gone through the second stage. It's a matter of being to of being able to thaw out like you take uh, berries in a package and freeze them, and how do you melt them? Well, they'll melt unevenly and they'll be lumpy, but they will melt eventually, but there'll be a few lumps in it left, and that's what happens. I think that the thing is organically based. I've always thought this, and I was at a meeting years ago when somebody stood up before hundreds and said it's been proven to be psychological. I couldn't stand hearing that, and I resisted heavily, and I responded to him by saying you're trying to nail a custard pie to the wall, and that brought the audience down. I've always thought that structure precedes function. You've got to have a body part, and there's something wrong with the part. It's going to affect the function of that part. That is, that's in the human race, the development of it. Therefore, I look upon it as being the sign of, as Travis wrote meaningfully in 1931 in his book, stuttering in general is a deep-seated neurophysiological disturbance, period. And I still go by that. However, it can be whittled down to where it's of inconsequential proportions, as I appear to have done. I'm stuttering right now in my own way, but I know pretty well how to how to redirect some of the energies that used to just jam me up. It's been a matter of uh, a long time of thawing out, like those berries melting from, okay. from the fridge. That is why you get the solid, quote, recoveries, unquote, that last, they, you get them over a long period. You don't get any one thing that seems to unlock the disorder from some new method of therapy that people who are new to the scene of the disorder are impressed because some things can be done that temporarily yeah. will stop the symptom. Yeah. And people who are naive about it just look at that, well, look what I've done. I have zero stuttering to prove it. Well, the test of it is in your life and to go through. And you have to have a way to manage to float as if you have a life preserver made of cork is far more dependable than one that is a pneumatic one that inflates and can be punctured by a swordfish. That's one of the analogies that Sheehan made, and I remember that. So uh, being as Dr. Blumel, and I knew him, one of the pioneers, I knew Travis, I knew West, I knew all of the founders of the field, and I had my psychotherapy from the founder of the field, Lee Travis. And it did me some good. The psychotherapy did me, it helped me in certain areas of my life. But for stuttering, per se, I do not recommend it unless somebody really has so much that has to be cleared out of the underbrush of the psychic disturbances, and some people do, yeah, like then the it's necessary. And yes, to get you prepared to recover.
Yeah. And I do, I think, for some people, it may be the major thing for the moment to have it, yes. But it's a minority. Mm. And uh, the thing is that stuttering is highly modifiable. And apparently what we think, at least Perkins, who was one of the solid researchers in this, has found that it's a lack of synchrony with synapses, they think. It's like trapeze artists who have to meet ah, together, yeah. and if they do not in the precise split second, they're going to fall in the net. And there's something about this underneath, because what happens when you, quote, recover, now I'm stuttering in my own way, but I'm under high stress now where I'm monitoring, and as long as I do this, I can speak pretty fluently. Yeah. But if I let myself go, as Ann Riper used to do, he'd show you modest stuttering, heavy stuttering, minimum stuttering. He knew he had choices, and he could adjust his speech to the need of the moment. And that's what I think most adults wow. have to do. I think you can do that. You can get to know <clears throat> that if you work at it, that you can when you're faced with something where you used to crumple, just be helpless, you can manage to do it. But it's like having, <coughs> pardon me, to steer through the Panama Canal through locks, and you're going to be very careful and watch that, oh, yeah. that the ship is going to make it by steering it very carefully. You can do that, but you can only do that so long. And there are two speeds involved in speech. There's the automatic level, and that's where this thing will show the most. And then there will be the slower level where you can infuse voluntary control upon something that is automatic, and speech should be automatic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are you doing that for, to try to block the voice? To block the other voices, Well, yeah. let them I'm let holding. it stay. It doesn't bother me. Just get rid of it. So on Fred's right side, we have Carolina. Say hello. Hello. She's been on the show before. Yes, I have been on the show. And uh, so I'm holding her purse <laughs> to, keep no, to block out. holding the purse to block out because I do speak. No, I do have a bar. hearing loss too, so, ah. and I'm not wearing those silly hearing aids right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fred, you tell the best stories. It's the best. And the best what? The best Stories. Oh, well, well, what I've, were all these people like? Well, I've had long mentioned. enough exposure to things to have a few memories of it, yes. Well, Stories, what's a, well what were all these people like that you've met? Charles Van Riper? You mean, uh, well, Charles Randall Van Riper, <clears throat> when I first met him, I made it happen because the way I've looked at this is I've got to try to learn as much as I can about the disorder. And I was at Iowa, and Sheehan was there, and he had been helped by Van Riper, and Van Riper was up in Michigan. And I telephoned Van Riper. He was home. I got him on the phone. I said, I'd like to meet you. Could I pop up? He said, sure, I'll meet you. Just let me know when you're in town. And he came over. He was like an old farmer with a very informal. He sat down and put his legs up, and he said, yeah, how long have you been stuttering or stuff? And uh, I remember that. Well, he appealed to me, and he said, in essence, you're going to stutter somewhat the rest of your life, better learn how to do it better, and all that. And that made sense. It began to get my wheels spinning around. I've never been able to shut this off, nor would I want to, because let me 
cite Perkins, and Perkins had gone through loads of experiments with stutterers, loads of experiments, and he put them through all kinds of things where people did improve, <coughs> but his system was where you had to learn voluntarily how to steer your speech, pretty much. Yeah. And he said the people that were most satisfied with the results were people, not that they held very maximally the level of the fluency, but the people who improved enough to be able to communicate well even with slight interruptions exactly. that were natural. Yeah. And they felt free to move. They weren't bottled in by, I cannot stutter. That's yeah. the worst of the formulas. Yeah. yeah. And he wrote that. And I think that's very important. And another man who wrote a lot of books that are well worth reading is Marshall Wingate. And there are four books available by him through the internet or whatever you call it to get books searches. One of them costs 97 cents, but it's a gem. Not bad. And it's a great was, price. And it was discarded from a public library, which is not a special recommendation in the eyes of those highly educated. But nonetheless, uh, the thing worked that way. And the book was available. I picked it up for 97 cents. And I'm glad he wasn't alive to see that happen to his book because he put a lot of labor in it. But it seems that the people get scared of this thing. The people that enter the field and they see it's such a deep, deep thing and nobody's found the bottom of it. It still is a mystery. And people, they're fascinated with the mystery of it and they think, oh, this is very interesting. I'm going to become one because I think I can help to solve it. And if they make efforts to do it that are constructive efforts, constructive good ones, I think people are helped. But unfortunately, people are misled because they're very impressed by the one who can get people fluent for a show somebody yeah. who wants to advertise his wares and they seem not to stutter in the public oh look here's a picture of so and so three weeks ago and he went through this method and he can talk now and they, the people flock to that therapist and only and it seems to me that the faster that this happens the harder the relapses come and they're more severe so the thing is a sort of a thawing out in a non-dramatic way, but keeping at it, as Michelangelo did with his work with the marble. He kept carving it, became finer and finer and finer. And remember that science is really a thing of steps to try to get toward a goal that we can call the truth. And Bringelson, one of the authorities, said very meaningfully, he said uh, that truth is a destination, not a final goal, or wait a minute, that it is a yeah. direction, not a final destination. In other words, we have to keep working at touching the wall and getting our hand closer to it halfway, halfway, but we'll never get there. That's right. And uh, the joy of living as I see it from age 90, looking back on a quote, recovery, unquote, that I have, has been that. It's been working toward... Uh, toward improving and getting this thing more refined than it was and all I could do way back was just to block my head off but apparently there are the alternate choices and I don't have to work too hard uh, but right now I am monitoring some and if I do monitor my speech is pretty clean yeah. uh, Van Riper was the same way exactly he was the same way did you pay 
fish tacos. Have you paid yes. already? No, no, I haven't paid yet. Okay. I mean, yes, I did. <laughs> no. Okay, well, yeah. that, would, that should help you to get a few points anyway. Yeah. Because it's a deep, much. deep disorder, and no one knows the cause, and no one knows the cure, and anybody exactly. who professes to know it is a quack. Yep. Just Already know that. Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Love it very much. You are so good. Well, you were in a documentary together some years ago. Yes, yes but many my documentary, we have many, about 20-something years ago. Yeah. yeah. got to do a follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Artem Juraev. And what were you just talking about right now before I really said, hold it, let me press record? Um, I was talking about my experience at the National Stuttering Association. Yeah. This is my second time coming here. Um, the first time was in Baltimore last year. I only went for two days. And this one it was my second one. I'm really enjoying it. I went to do a few workshops, and one of the ones that I really liked was the cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, because I feel like stuttering has a lot to do with my thoughts and beliefs. And it definitely makes sense that fluency, shaping, and other things like that cannot address my stuttering alone. Right. Um, and I also liked going to my friend. Her name is Taylor Owens. She had a ah, workshop her. about know, coming out the of name. the closet. Yeah, of stuttering. Yeah. yeah, like she was very covert. So yeah. that was really cool. Because I did the intensive with her, the American Institute for Stuttering. Ah. So we did that together, and that was a really great experience to see how it transformed her, and to see a lot of a few other of my friends from AIS in that workshop, yeah. American Institute for Stuttering. Um, and then, um, what else did I talk about? Oh, and I really like about this conference that we all just like hang out, and the one thing that brings us together is our stuttering. Yep. Yep. And if we didn't stutter. The, the, then we wouldn't be all together here. Um, and we're quite a diverse group. You were saying before, like, I mean, especially for this one where it's the joint ISA as well, international, yeah. and you have people from all around the world, different walks of life. It's very awesome. Very awesome. And there are people like, there is a guy from Russia, and there's a guy from Israel, and, and Gambia, and Australia, India, yeah. and yeah. So it's, exact place. these people wouldn't come if it wasn't like a worthwhile thing. So I strongly recommend for anybody that stutters to look into going into an NSA meeting. If, even if it's just a local meeting, it's definitely a life-changing thing. Or come to the conference. <laughs> <laughs> what is your name? We love to answer that question. <laughs> My name is Lynn Mackey. And we love to answer the question, and where are you from? I am from Scotland. And this is your first NSA stuttering conference, but not your first stuttering conference. Uh, I just wanted to ask, um, what are some of the learnings, like the, the takeaway learnings uh, that you have from this conference, <laughs> this joint conference? From this conference, more than any other, um, I've learned that like it's perfectly fine is to walk up to like a random group of people um, who are also at the conference and just start a conversation and like introduce yourself, like kind of get to know people um, and they will be absolutely welcoming of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing 
could be able to do just to like kind of sit down next to someone like, and start a conversation and it can go on for ages like and there is no awkwardness about like approaching someone which yeah. is great yeah that's uh, that's a really fun fun part <laughs> anything else um this as well it, it's been interesting to, to see like what's going on in this country like in terms of of the mentality towards tutoring and the range of workshops available it kind of really shows like how far um, tutoring support has come because we're not just talking about the techniques mm. and how to practice those and how to be fluent and we're also talking about like how we feel like how we like experience stuff like as an individual um, what like our dreams are like how we're going to go for them and that's great as well it's amazing to see the switch um, on the traditional therapy like to like the more holistic view of it yeah yeah like a, and it's represented in this conference absolutely okay thanks no problem it is two weeks after the end of the conference I am back home in Toronto in Canada and why two weeks after uh, the <laughs> the thing is uh, well two two reasons one um, I just had too much fun way too much fun at the conference um, and I'll explain why that's an issue <laughs> uh, number two was because having too much fun um, I ended up getting sick getting really ran my body to the to the ground and learning a lot about how important sleep is getting had good sleep uh, and I'm not 20 anymore <laughs> uh, every night I was going to bed at 2 then 2.30 uh, as the week progressed by the end of the week uh, I was going to bed at 3.30 then 3.45 then 4.30 in the morning waking up early because my body's used to waking up early uh, despite taking naps throughout the day, <laughs> wasn't enough. Um, so, and then when I came back for the week, I still couldn't go back to sleep. I guess I was used to uh, the conference sleep cycle. And then I ended up getting sick, um, and which I'm just getting over, I hope. Hope I'm getting over it. So I missed, uh, not that I missed two days of work, but I worked from home for two days. Missed a week of working out, which is not nice because I missed working out at the conference. I want, I wanted to. I really, really wanted to. Even another friend of mine, we had to say, hey, let's go lift weights. Uh, he was at the conference and um, we both did not get enough sleep. And, you know, we had met in the lobby to go to the gym. <laughs> We're like, yeah, we can't do it. So... But other people did. I saw other people worked out at the conference. Good for them. Good for them to have the stamina. Um, I, I just wanted to have a good time. So, which going back to the first reason, I was having too much fun um, uh, to record as many people as I had wanted to. Uh, particularly people who came from other countries around the world. So a big apology that I didn't record them. Uh, not because I didn't want to record them. I really, I really did. It's just um, many of them were first timers, and 
one, you know, what I've learned is that when I first meet a first timer, I can't really just whip out my iPhone and say, hey, would you like to record for my podcast? I have this podcast called Uttering School, and it would be great if I could interview. Would you like to say something, right? That throws anybody, whether they're from around the world or not, um, that throws anybody off. <laughs> and in fact, it did happen <laughs> early in one of my recordings. And they're kind of like, oh, uh, you know, eyes wide open. Uh, I don't know what to say. So uh, a best practice, if you want to start a podcast yourself, is probably, you know, get to know people first <laughs> instead of uh, trying to be over eager like I was. <laughs> so in the end, um, I just uh, didn't, didn't um, have the inclination. Or no, not the inclination. I just did not want to stop everybody's conference experience by saying hey let's sit down and record you know uh, people like to record their thoughts like to formulate their thoughts have some time and so some people don't but um but in any case uh it was a lot of fun this conference so i'm gonna st- i'm gonna spend this segment talking about everything i wanted to record <laughs> i'll try and be quick about it um by the way i'm recording in my backyard famous backyard with uh, a lot of noise so you're going to hear airplanes air conditioning traffic maybe some birds um international people which they were affectionately called (laughs) during the conference uh i've met people from uh belgium israel the netherlands togo sweden japan gambia croatia finland ireland iceland australia a lot of people from Australia, uh, the UK, Russia, Estonia, and of course, Canada. More people from Canada. And you can probably hear the paper I have in my hand. Uh, they're my notes. Um, and yes, I'm reading off the paper, the list of countries. I, I just wanted to uh, remember, make sure I remembered. And I probably forgot a few countries. But wouldn't, wouldn't it have been cool to record their thoughts? You know, uh, Many of them were traveling to the States for the first time. Um, a lot were... Um, you know, they had, they had already come to the States, so, but many of them, you know, like I said, were first-timers to the NSA conference, but not first-timers to a stuttering conference. Uh, on the Tuesday, there was a board meeting of the International Stuttering Association, so I was able to sit in for part of it, and uh, very, very interesting. You saw a table, it was kind of like the UN, sitting around the table where people from all around the world, from stirring associations around the world, the ISA members, and talking about issues, voting on stuff. Long story short, um, there were three places um, uh, proposed uh, to have the next stirring world congress. So, uh, one was Japan, one was Iceland, and one was South Africa. And people from, or I guess the delegate, <laughs> as they were known, from Japan were there to discuss, hey, here's why we should have it next one in Japan, and the, and the delegate from Iceland, here's why we should have it in Iceland. Uh, in the end, well, they voted for both. I don't think that happens in the UN. <laughs> so it was a very nice, uh, I guess, very harmony, harmonious type of election that they had and so what's going to happen is now uh, origin or usually what happens is uh, the world congress takes place every two years and um, and so the, so the one in Japan 
uh, will be taking place in two years from now, so 2018. And that's a joint conference with the International Fluency Association and International Clarion Association, I believe. And then there will be you know, the ISA. Um, the following year, 2019, so this is where, I guess, tradition is being broken, um, it will take place in Iceland and it will only be about stuttering. So that's cool. Very cool. Very, very cool uh, to have something that's just ours. No, just for our own. Uh, congratulations to Annie Bradbury, who came on the show a few episodes ago, Stutter Social host, and now she is the new executive chair, the chair, the leader, whatever the term is, of the International Stuttering Association. There are two stuttering conferences, um, actually three, four, five that I know of, <laughs> there we go, I'm counting, coming up in the rest, in the rest of the year. Um, on September 2nd to the 4th in Finland, there's the Nordic Stuttering Seminar. And get this, there is, there will, there is also an excursion to Estonia. So you can do two countries in one. As I record this, I am thinking about attending. Just got to check with a bunch of different things. And maybe I'll make a stop over in Iceland. I don't know. Could be cool. It's just that I think it's too soon for me to go to a stuttering conference after coming back from one that almost ran me to to the ground. (laughs) At the same time, so September 2nd to the 4th in Manchester in the United Kingdom, there's a BSA conference. Uh, The Indian Stammering Association. Unfortunately, I don't have the date with me quite yet, but there is Google. Uh, They will have theirs coming up. Uh, October the 15th, I think it is, uh, L'Association de Belgique du Canada, which is the Canadian Stuttering Association in French. Uh, it's, it's the Francophone, for the Francophones in Canada. Uh, they will be having their conference in Quebec. Whatever is, actually, uh, whatever is the uh, Saturday before October 22nd. <laughs> Again, I should probably have these um, notes added to my piece of paper here. And the week after, it's the Stuttering, it's the Canadian Stuttering Association's conference in uh, Toronto. Stutter.ca, you'll have the uh, details there. Um, I'll have the links to everything that I mentioned um, on, the, on, the, on the show notes over at stutterwithschool.com. Uh, talk about, okay, next on my list is Kids Workshop. So basically what I did at the conference proper was uh, I attended, I tried to attend as many conferences, uh, uh, sorry, workshops that I could. A lot of them were from my friends, uh, just, you know, helping them out or support, uh, supporting them. And a lot of the, and there were a few workshops I attended that were for kids. I wanted to see, hey, let me check out the kids' workshops for once. Loved, loved them. Uh, Nate Rogers, who was on the show before, 15 years old, put on a workshop. From one stutter to another, you know, like an older stuttering kid to the younger stuttering kids. And I loved it. It was all advice that, that he gave them. And uh, there was one uh, uh, segment where he was he's like, okay, each one of you come up to me one by one and bully me and I'll give you a sample response back. I thought that was brilliant. And a lot of the kids enjoy, enjoyed it a little too much, <laughs> especially his sister. Um 
Another kid's workshop, actually speaking of his sister, uh, she doesn't stutter, but she, uh, Lydia is her name, she put on a workshop for siblings of kids who stutter, and they wrote letters to their siblings. It still brings tears to my eyes when I see that. I didn't have a chance to sit on it, but I saw photos from it. I thought thought it was awesome. Uh, Let me see. Workshop, workshop. Um... My kids' workshop, the cartooning workshop I did. We didn't have AV, so I had to improvise. Well, there goes all my improv knowledge from the classes I took last year. Um, uh, I did okay, but thank goodness for Melanie, who was Nate's, who's, who is Nate's mother. Her and, and Nate were there, so she was able to control the kids for me. Uh, but the kids, as usual, I love the artwork that they created. One kid created, uh, well, he asked me to pose so he could draw me in the comic. Um, trying to remember what type of comics they had. Of course, people were dying in the comics and explosions. <laughs> I'm not sure why kids do that. Um, and one had sock puppets. I, I, I remember so much imagination. I love these kids. And I really did enjoy giving the workshop, even though I was a bit nervous. But... Um, Something about the kids. I also gave away Frankie Banky buttons. I made some specially made just for the kids. And they loved it. They loved them. And it felt good. It uh, felt it felt really good. More on that after. Um, the author of the book Paperboy, which is a book about a stuttering kid, 11-year-old stuttering kid, where he has, he's, he's taking over um, his friend's paper route for a month. Uh, it takes place in the late 50s in Memphis in the United States. The author spoke. He gave a keynote. And um, I bought the book. The keynote was great. Uh, I don't remember any of the key of the takeaways. Sorry. I had no sleep and I've been sick. But I did buy the book and I just finished reading it this afternoon. Great book. Highly recommend it. Um, there are some light curse words. The B word, the A word. Um, as in bum, um, but other than that, you know, uh, yeah, highly, highly recommended. At the conference, uh, I was meeting listeners. Listeners were coming up to me um, and saying, "Hey, I think I know who you are." <laughs> so that felt really good. It felt really good to be recognized, and also humbling too. It's like, oh. Uh, people are listening because people don't normally send me uh, or rather I don't get a lot of feedback uh, from my podcast so I never know people are actually listening Uh, so it was great it's great to hear about um, uh, to receive that feedback and especially in person too so hello Scott (laughs) I know that you're listening Um, and unfortunately I forget everybody else (laughs) You know why? Because it's such a blur, the conference. It's not that I'm forgetting who you are. I know I've made friends <laughs> with all these people. And we hung out. So you know who you are. I haven't forgotten about you. I got to meet people that I met through the Star Social app. Um, and it was great. Carl and Elizabeth. Um, Mandy. We briefly always say, hey, oh my gosh, I know you. We'll speak after. And then we never cross paths since. Uh, but that's what happens at the conference. You're busy meeting with like 825 other people that stutter. 
let's see. And people asking me to send their copies. What really touched me was a, l- a little boy. How old must have he been? Eight, nine, ten? Asked me for me to sign his book. And then another kid asked me to sign his book. And uh, you know, some adults too. I'm like, wow. I think my head's going to get big. <laughs> and people were asking me for if I have any more pins. Because I was giving them away to adults too. Um, and then by the end of the week... Someone told me that you're giving away those cool buttons. <laughs> they have no idea what the buttons were about. Um, but good nonetheless. It feels good. That's why in this podcast, for many times, I've mentioned the importance of do what you're passionate in. Good things will happen. You'll gain confidence. You'll grow as a person. You'll learn. And I love drawing. I love drawing. I've been taking... I've been on a bit of a hiatus. Um with my Frankie Banky work but I did create uh, an Instagram account Hey Frankie Banky um, I just need to think I need to, th- I need to plan out properly how to make the children's book <laughs> that I was planning to make I did start I did you know and then now I'm like maybe I should make it into a series so I'm going to spend the summer go on a break and just rest <laughs> which is what I need to do um, speaking of which, my book, Stuttering School, A Guide to Stuttering the Fast-Talking World, which you could, which you could buy exclusively through me or the NSA website, WeStutter.org, or my site, StutteringIsCool.com. It was sold out at the conference. Yay! Uh, let's see. Did I do any uh, touring in Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> it was extremely hot there and I'm a Canadian I'm not good with the heat with the humidity so unfortunately I stayed uh, indoors most often and plus I was tired I just wanted to sleep um, but I did manage to see the Georgia Aquarium largest aquarium in all of North America huge I, got, I saw a whale inside uh, large I think they're skull skates I don't know um, beluga whales uh, saw one take a poop. That was kind of unexpected. Un, un, un um, I did a tour. I did a trolley tour, an old-fashioned trolley tour of the city. Got to see the house where um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was born. And I got to see the house where Margaret Mitchell, I think that's her name, old Mitchell, uh, where she wrote to Gone with the Wind. Got to see all the Olympic... Um, and that's the fire station across the street <laughs> where there's a Pokemon Go stop. Um, uh, there's a lot of Olympic sightseeing to do in Atlanta since the Olympics were there in 1996, I think it was. Uh, a lot of baseball stuff. There's a part, there's a place in, um, there's a baseball field, diamond something, stadium where. Um, Babe Ruth hit his famous home run. So you see it how it reached beyond. There's a marker beyond the gates of the or the walls of the park where his home run or 715th or something like that home run hit. Uh, Coca Cola was invented there, very big there. Uh, I didn't get to do the museum, but apparently it's tied in with the history of Atlanta. So, well, if I ever go there next time, I'll be sure to check it out. 
Uh, I think this is all that I talked about, that I have uh, written here. So thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who I met at the conference. It was phenomenal, epic to see people from around the world uh, over for there. Um, great to see old friends, make new ones, have a fangirl in Scotland. <laughs> I don't know if she's listening, but her friend, she asked her friend, can you please walk up to him and, say, and do, you know, and say, you know, hey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of this, I love your work. Um, and so it was great, like, it was great to hear that, like, I'm a fangirl. Uh, and with that, I will be going on hiatus for the summer. <laughs> I know, I just did episode 200, now I'm just gonna, meh. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to I I need to take a rest. I burnt myself out. Even thinking about going to the ice to the uh Finland conferences um it's freaking me out a bit because I need to rest. I need to stop and rest. Um I've really burned myself out with work and my Frankie Banky work and a bunch of other stuff in my life that you know what you know what all I want to do? Lie down in my backyard and sleep all day. That's what I want to do. That's that's what my body has told me. It said, that's it. I'm making you sick. I'm giving you the flu. So, I don't know. Um, if I do end up going to the Finland conference, which I have like basically a day to decide, um, I will record it. I will <laughs> record it. Maybe like on a Saturday night when everyone's drunk. <laughs> I hear there's a bar there. Um, yeah. Not that people get drunk there. I'm, I'm just saying like, haha, like I'll record when people are more happy and we're all friendly with each other. Like we're all, this is getting worse. Than it. What I mean is we've all made friends. We've gotten to know each other by the end of the conference. And you know what I mean. I'm just going to shut my face. Okay? That's what I'm going to do. Shut my face. So see you in the fall. Uh, remember, stuttering is not something that defines you. Some, it's just something that we do, right? Not something to be ashamed of. What makes stuttering sucky is that not everybody understands it. If it gets on your nerves, if you hate it, you know what? Go through the motions, let your emotions out. But know that there's a lot more to you than your stuttering. There's, there's a beautiful person inside of you, a very interesting person. Yes, even you are interesting. Yes, you are interesting. If you think that you're not... You know what? Follow your passions and you'll become interesting. Before drawing my Frankie Banky comics, I didn't think any there was anything inter- of, of interest with, um, with me. And now, hey, look, hey, I draw Frankie Banky comics. Look, woo, Frankie Banky. People like it. I don't know why. <laughs> but I've learned that there's more than one way to communicate. So please, please, please don't let yourself be stopped by your stuttering and you know reach reach out and join a lot of stuttering join a stirring community Stutter, the stutter social app is a great way to go um stuttersocial.com you'll have all the details uh, it's a text-based app and it's private um and we also have uh, google plus hangouts uh three four times a week we're looking to expand it so uh, you'll get to chat with us by voice as well. Now that's outside of our app. 
Um, but in any case, you know, Facebook's got a lot of them. This is what makes conferences so special. Now, I don't recall if I already recorded people interviewing people saying that. Wait, I did interview an international person. Yes, Lynn. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Lynn, if you're listening. Not that I've forgotten about you. <laughs> it's just I'm 42 years old. My memory ain't what it used to be. Um, and I haven't listened to any of my audio yet before recording this. So what I did was I recorded each clip separately and tomorrow I'm going to combine them together. So I uh, just lost my train of thought, but it's okay. I was giving you a pep talk. Uh, come talk to us. This is what conferences... All right, that's what I was talking about. This is why conference, stuttering conferences are so great because you're hanging out with other stutterers and the, all these people understand what you're going through exactly. And I can't tell you how many times by the end of the conference... People are like walking on air, so including my uh, my uh, my uh, myself, and it's fun to stutter sometimes. You know, like when you're in when you're in that you know oasis, you like to stutter. I mean, I've mentioned that before. I know it's crazy, but I met someone at the conference. I'm not sure if you're listening, Dustin Gui. I think your last name is. Where he said, I love stuttering. I said, I know, I do that, I say the same thing. So you can learn to appreciate your stutter. It will suck, but it will never define you. Baby steps out of your comfort zone. Okay, I'm done. Coolstutter at gmail.com. I will play your feedback. <laughs> Preferably audio. I would love to hear your audio feedback. Two minutes, you know, two, three minutes. Um, if not... A text email is uh, fine. Do whatever you're most comfortable with. And I'll play it eventually in the fall <laughs> when I come back. <laughs> I will miss you all, but you'll find me on um, the Stuttering School Facebook page. Uh, hey Frankie Banky on Instagram. Hey Frankie Banky on Snapchat. Um, stu- at StutterDude on Twitter, though Twitter doesn't seem to be active anymore like no one really talks anymore um yeah hit me up i'd love to hear from you and until then may you have a great summer great northern summer great southern winter (laughs) may your stuttering no may your inner person shine how about that one (laughs) okay i'm done uh let me see how do i shut this off i you know i think i'd know this by now (laughs) ciao